Hey everybody, this is Dan Whitney, the fabulous Dan Whitney, Gator Dead Larry the Cable Guy, as you may know me as. This is the podcast, Talking Truth, with me, my buddy, Pastor Brian Clark, and uh, Nat Crawford is with us again. Brian, man, this is the fi- uh, fifth show with Nat now. Yeah. You can't Nat, get rid of me. Nat is special. I mean, mm. I know you text me and ask me if I get other people, but <laughs> we've we've always said Nat <laughs> that is rumor's special. true. Aww. I just wish you'd shave the beard off. Seriously. No, you do not. I can tell you. Don't know what's I can tell you what you've eaten for the last four days, and you can have any part of it if you want it. If you can find it, it's yours. Uh, we're discussing Genesis chapter forty-two, uh, and we're focused on this one is on guilt, anger, and of course forgiveness. Now, listen, you can talk about grace all you want. But here's the thing. What happens when somebody does you wrong? I mean, seriously. I mean, uh, what is your idea of grace? Where Are you going to have grace? Does it disappear from you? And so this is a cool story today. We're going to look at Joseph. And this guy had every reason and all the power to avenge himself. So what went through Joseph's head when he had the chance to get even? That's what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about getting mad, getting even, or are we going to give somebody grace? This is something I think a lot of people need because in the world today, there's a lot of anger out there. And uh, man, there's uh, people need to understand what forgiveness is. And uh, I hopefully we can uh, help some people out with that today. Brian's going to uh, read the message. We'll comment it on it at the end. Comment on it at the end. (laughs) All right. Well, you know, grace is a beautiful thing. We talk about it. We sing about it. We celebrate it. Yet, not sure we really understand it. Like our shame and our guilt, our inability to let go of the past, maybe our determination to perform, to try and gain God's favor, they're all symptoms of a weak or faulty view of grace. But perhaps the greatest test is how we respond when someone has deeply wounded us. In that moment, our thirst for revenge exposes our lack of understanding of how much grace we've received from God. In our story, it's been about 20 years since Joseph was kidnapped and sold into slavery by his brothers. He's been mistreated, falsely accused, and unfairly prisoned. Yet he found himself with unimaginable power as the second most powerful man in the Egyptian empire. Meanwhile, things back home with Jacob, well, they're not good. There's a famine in the land, and Jacob and his sons, they're out of food. They must travel to Egypt to get grain to survive. Jacob sent his sons but kept his youngest, Benjamin, behind. Benjamin would have been about 23 years old at this time plenty old enough to make the journey. But with Joseph gone, Benjamin is clearly his dad's favorite. If you remember, Joseph and Benjamin were the only two sons from Rachel, the only wife Jacob truly loved. Perhaps Jacob simply couldn't bear the thought of losing Benjamin too. Or maybe he was suspicious of his other sons and didn't trust them to care for Benjamin. The journey was about 250 miles, so it would have taken them about three weeks to get there. To get grain in Egypt, there was only one person to talk to. The brothers arrived and bowed before Joseph, 
unaware it was the brother they had sold into slavery. Joseph had grown into a man, and he probably had some sort of Egyptian headdress on. It's not hard to see why his brothers didn't recognize him, but Joseph recognized them. Can you imagine that moment? I mean, one has to wonder if Joseph had been watching and wondering, would they come? So what now? Joseph remembered his dreams from so long ago. For years, those dreams must have seemed so painful and confusing to him. But now they were coming true before his very eyes. He spoke harshly to them, accusing them of being spies. Perhaps it was his way of testing them. Perhaps this was his chance to get even. Joseph had the power to do anything he wanted to his brothers. So the brothers pled their case. They said they were not spies. They acknowledged that there was one more brother back home. And then one is no more, obviously referring to Joseph. Joseph threw them in prison and came up with a plan. He would keep Simeon and let the others go home. They were to return with Benjamin. If they didn't return, he would kill Simeon. At this point in the story, the brothers pull away to discuss this. They were consumed with guilt and believed God was punishing them for what they had done to Joseph and their father. They feared they were doomed. They returned to Jacob and explained to him what had transpired. Jacob was torn. He refused to consider letting Benjamin return to Egypt with his brothers. The thought of losing the only remaining son of Rachel was unbearable to him. Jacob had struggled his whole life to trust God, and this may have been the most difficult test of all. If he didn't let Benjamin return with his brothers, Simeon would die, and they would all starve to death. Of course, Jacob had no idea what awaited him in Egypt. All this time, God had been working behind the scenes in ways Jacob never could have imagined. Once again, God would show himself to be faithful. But for now, Jacob would have to trust God one more time. We'll find out what he decided in our next episode. This story is filled with choices and consequences. It's obvious the brothers have lived with the shame and guilt of their sin for years. Perhaps they believed every bad thing that happened to them was punishment for their evil. Joseph must now choose between revenge or forgiveness. Will his family be punished and destroyed or rescued and saved? What we do know is for all of them, their choices will have consequences. So let's bring in Dan and Nat. Let's talk about this. I think uh, your key phrase is there as Jacob struggled his whole life to trust God. He is in the Hall of Fame, by the way. And God had been working behind the scenes. Again, you don't see the future. God is working behind the scenes. And Jacob struggled his whole life to trust God. So, I mean, it's a struggle sometimes to trust God. I mean, these are examples for us. You're not the only one. So if you're sitting there and you go, I just can't, I'm always struggling. I mean, there's no way. So did Jacob, just like you. And I think the crazy part of the story is 
He said that um, they want, he wanted to keep Simon there, go get your youngest, bring him here. If you don't bring him here, I'm going to kill That they literally had to discuss this. <laughs> Be like, hey, you know, hey, Nat, do me a favor. I'm going to hold your one kid here. I want you to go bring your other kid here because I want to talk to your other kid. Uh-huh. Well, hold on. Let me talk about this to my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, why would you discuss it? You'd want to go get him, right? right? I mean, that's pretty crazy. Yeah, it's pretty intense. <laughs> Yeah, this is one of those scenarios. I mean, I'm thinking from from Jacob's side, but also from Joseph's side. I mean, even that that move that that he that he carried out, I'm scratching my head, going, "Man, what's he up to? Like, well, mm-hmm. what's he thinking about? What's the end game here?" Because again, I, I I look at these characters and I go, "Man, I don't know how I would respond, but I probably wouldn't respond like him, good or bad." Because if I had those brothers in my presence who had betrayed me and destroyed what I thought was my best life at that point, it'd be so easy to take revenge and to do something, to take things into your own hands. And yet, he he is making a decision here. But yet, we're going, okay, but think about how faithful Joseph has been. How's this going to play out in the end? Yeah. Well, and he's trying to figure out his brothers. Have they changed? Right. Are they right. still the same right. schemers that— sold him into slavery or something changed and yeah, that's, that's going to determine his response. That's what he was doing. He was completely testing mm-hmm. them to see if they'd straightened up. Yeah. You know, think about going all the way back to Jacob and the deceit of his father for the blessing and then fleeing and then Laban tricking him so he ends up with two wives and then two concubines. Mm-hmm. All these dynamics were choices, hmm. and all those choices had consequences. And we, you know, we went through the whole story of Jacob, mm-hmm. but then it leads to Joseph being the favored. Then it leads to to his brothers selling him into slavery. I mean, it's just one choice after another, all of them with consequences. And his brothers made choices. Joseph's made choices. The Pharaohs made choices. And somehow in the midst of that, God is sovereign and putting all these pieces like a chess game into place to accomplish his purpose. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and yet there's this con- constant tension, again, with those choices and how do we respond. I mean, if there's one theme I've picked up over time from you and your teaching is, is do you trust God? Yeah. Because if you trust God, you will respond in faithfulness from the small to the big. And with Joseph, again, we continue to see that he really did trust God. And that's so encouraging, which is great to come back to these texts to say, okay, despite all the problems, horrific uh, uh, treatment from his brothers, being being lied about, then, then thrown into prison, and just over and over again, and yet he'd, he, he, he kept moving from the wrong which my first inclination is seek revenge, make things right, get even as quickly as possible. But instead, he says, no, I will trust and wait. Man, I, 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 I struggle with that so much. I think a lot of people struggle with that kind of stuff. Sometimes you see people that are so evil that do, and you're just like, man, see you later. Yeah. Have fun where you're going. That's not, I told my kid that the other day, you know, because he's, you know, I feel bad for these kids because all the news that's out there and they Mm -hmm. just get angry and everything's coming down on them, you know, 
well, I just hope. And I go, well, yeah, you know, it stinks, buddy, but you can't be like that. God loves us. He loves them just as much as he loves you. So the best thing you can do is just pray that God changes their hearts. Mm -hmm. You don't got to hang out with them. You don't have to be around them. Just pray God changes their hearts. You know, that's hard to tell a 16-year-old kid, you know. I mean, it's tough. Mm. Uh, That's just something that you just have to pray and let God work with you about um, because you're no better. God God loves them, believe it or not. God loves them just as much as he loves you. And you've been forgiven. And so you you want these people to be forgiven too. Uh, you want God to work in people's lives, so he gives them a heart change. But it's a struggle. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. And if you feel that way, you're just, you're like a lot of these other people in the Bible. You just, Jonah felt the same way. But these are, that's why these these characters are in the Bible, so that you can read about their life, what happened to them. It's no different now than it is then. There's consequences for all kinds of things. And and you don't want you don't want to take revenge against somebody or just for that one moment of you feeling good. Mm-hmm. Uh, see what I did? <laughs> because it's gonna it's no it's not gonna turn out well for you. So the best, honestly, the best thing is, man, I'm, I forgive him. I remember that court case where that it made the news where that guy was on the stand and mm-hmm. he basically said i forgive you yeah. you know guys serve a good god oh man that was so powerful right and people are like, how can he for you know what it's because That's he's been forgiven because mm-hmm. he's been forgiven yeah. well you think too in this story so joseph is the victim and has been mistreated but he's trusted god and and now he's at the pinnacle of power but then you forget about his brothers who were the the perpetrators, mm-hmm. right? But you start to realize they have been absolutely miserable, mm-hmm. guilt-ridden, probably feeling punished, and sometimes you lose sight of the fact that a lot of these people that put on a pretty good show in our culture are actually really miserable, mm-hmm. right? They're deep in their shame absolutely. and their guilt and their emptiness, and they're they're somehow trying to cover it, or it's at the the it's the fuel for their anger. And maybe having some pity and compassion rather mm-hmm. than hatred. Is, yeah, and that's 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 a good lesson for everybody. Those guys, that whole time, they were so guilty and miserable. It yeah. ruined it ruined their was ruining their lives. Yeah. yeah, they're not living the dream. No, they're yeah, they're not. paying a they're paying a price for what they did. But is that not the the beauty of what we're talking about? about the forgiveness that God offers people, yeah. right? Because on on one side, the guilt that you carry and the shame that you carry from your sins, hurting people, hurting yourself, destroying lives, whatever it is, in a moment of pure grace, a gift, God offers you forgiveness through his son. And you never have to pick up that guilt or shame again, totally forgiven. And that same gift of forgiveness that removes that shame allows you to unload the burden of bitterness and resentment and hatred that many of us carry with. We don't have to. So that single act of forgiveness that that God offers all of us, it frees us with guilt to each other, guilt to God, but also allows us to let God handle them directly what freedom there is there i well and you know 
Yeah, because if you go around hating someone for something they did, it wears you down. It's bad for your body. It stresses you out. Mm -hmm. It's anxiety. It's always there. Hate and anger being held in without forgiving somebody is is deadly. I mean, it literally can kill you. It's poison. It, it is to your body. It's bad for your body. But, you know, I've known so many people that have had uh, family problems. You know, their dad or they're bad at their mother, you know, and they don't get along. But I've heard so many people say that they never felt so much better in their life and freeing than forgiving them. Mm. you know just forgiving them mm -hmm. i mean it's like the difference between uh 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 like i know a family where the one brother does not forgive his father and the other brother totally forgave his father for just mm -hmm. the crap they did mm. you know and the one brother is so miserable about how he grew up and about how his dad did this and dad did that and the other one not at all mm. forgiven understood the consequences the situations so it's two different completely no. different things one's living with this no. re, this yeah. hatred and the other one's not mm. you got to get rid of it man you got to forgive people you do i've you know doing this for 40 years and just watching the difference between people that have a strong rigorous theology of grace and people that don't it, it's right. like a there's a path of bitterness and anger, and there's a path of forgiveness, hmm. and those are really two different paths. Absolutely, and people have to decide which which of those paths they want to travel. Right, and but and here's the thing: I think a lot of people, Brian, a lot of people don't understand. I think how grace works. You know, whenever anybody says something like that and just lives like they used to live, you, you kind of got to question if they even really believe in Christ at all. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I'm so thankful for grace, but um, you never want to abuse it, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. you don't want to abuse it. If you know, if, if, uh, if, if, uh, if you're going, ah, what the heck, I'm just going to do it anyway. And God, no, that's not a good, that's not a good way to do it. Can you kind of give people a refresher on grace? Well, grace is God's undeserved favor and it's life changing. And uh, the, the true outflow of that is this, is this intimate relationship with Jesus and desire to be like him. If, if somehow it results in a desire to sin and offend God, uh, then the reality is that's more, that's more a result of my flesh than it is truly experiencing the grace of God. Right. I mean, a, a true experience of grace should make us desire to walk in righteousness, desire mm -hmm. to to do the right thing. And believe, and if you slip up, you're going to know about it because you're going to be just like one of Joseph's brothers. You're going to be pained over it. You're not going to be able to sleep because you did yeah. it. If you go, ah, you know, ah, God will forgive me for this. Believe me, if you're saved and you do that, you're going to know that you should, you're, yeah. you're not going to hmm. be able to live with what yeah. you just did. And I want that. I want to know I do I too. step out of bounds. That God's as a loving heavenly dad, He's gonna get me back on the path. That's I want to be convicted of sin. I don't want to walk down that path. Absolutely. Yeah. If you're listening at home, that's what it's all about, man. It's about forgiveness. I get it. Sometimes it's hard, but man, you forgive somebody, a boulder will be lifted off your head. You will feel so good that you did that. 
God forgives us. So you can easily forgive somebody else. Hey, everybody, this is Brian. You know, we have a lot of fun on Talking Truth, and I hope you've enjoyed this podcast. Dan and I will be back again next week, along with Nat Crawford, to learn more about God's unstoppable grace from the story of Joseph. And by the way, if you're interested in a copy of my book, Unstoppable Grace, you'll find it at TalkingTruth.com. That's Talk, the letter N, Truth.com. So that's all for now. I encourage you to look for God's grace in your life today, and I hope you'll join us again for another episode of Talking Truth. Get it done.